Hello, hello. I am so excited and honored today to be here with Natalie Gautier of State Street. We're gonna learn a couple incredibly important tools today because the impact that we wanna have is really based on our ability to communicate effectively. So Natalie Gautier is an expert in corporate communications for women in finance, but really tools for any women in business and also of course, our amazing male ally. So welcome, Natalie, and thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. I appreciate you inviting me. Yeah, so awesome. And so what I want to ask first before we get into these specific and actionable tools, can you just take a moment to share with me what inspired you to get involved in financial services? What you might not even know is that actually I started my career, my first career was in institutional banking. So I have a great, really? <laughs> yeah, which surprise you probably didn't even know. And so um, I have a great appreciation for what you do. And I also happen to know, I guess, kind of to my surprise, it's still a male dominated industry. And so, Absolutely. you know, I want to know how is the best way in communications to maneuver through that? And also, what inspired you maybe as a young person? I mean, you're still young, but as a younger person, what inspired you to get into finance, but also get into corporate communications? Sure. So, well, I, I have to start with my beginnings, and that is actually, I'm the abnormal one for going into business because I have, <laughs> I'm Haitian American. Uh, I was born in Miami, but um, being from the islands, my family, everything is are we going to have a doctor? Are we going to have a lawyer? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I want business. And that was very foreign in my family. Yeah. Uh, but not only business, but specifically marketing, communications, that just always seemed to be a forte for me. And perhaps, and now you're making me really uh, think about it as we were, you know, just preparing for today. It was being that liaison between my parents and my community with just maneuvering anything for our services or for, you know, school or for anything like that, I was kind of that liaison for my family. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have actually two siblings who were born disabled, they were born blind. Um, uh -huh. So even being a, a, a liaison for them, or, you know, just being an advocate for them. So I just always appreciated that role for myself, um, and realized that that's where some of my strengths were, and being able to just really get to, okay, here's, what's going on, what do we need to get to so that we're moving forward, so that things are happening, so that the actions are happening. So I think that's the inspiration for me is one, just never mind what the family says um, or <laughs> never mind what the expectations are, but where, where do your strengths come from, right? Where, where, does you, where do you naturally fit into your community? Um, and for me, that's what always worked. And then pushing it to that next level and realizing, okay, well, not only do I want to help my family or wherever I am in school or what have you, but even noticing what are these repetitive strengths that keep coming out for me. And it was organization, it was business, it was marketing, it was communication. So that was uh, eventually what my, I got my bachelor's in and in finding the opportunity at State Street, the different roles that I've had there have been that pivotal point. And so, so you say you're the self-professed weirdo with your family, which, you know, there's so many, and if, you know, you allow me to say that because we don't know each other that Absolutely. well. I say, I say that very fondly because usually it's us weird, you know, I'm a weirdo too, because 
I said, I declared, I'm going to be a mental toughness and high performance coach. And at least you said you were going to do something that people understood what it was. So I'm probably <laughs> a bigger weirdo than you are. But you know, hats off to the weirdos who put their stake in the ground, because that is, um, you know, our calling. And we're like, Nope, this is happening. This is what's doing. So I really want to honor you for, um, you know, sticking firm. And so Thank let's you. talk about some actionable tools. And um, so a lot of times, especially being a woman in business, a woman in yeah. finance, a woman in a male dominated industry, which quite frankly, are most industries, which I've learned even fashion, um, which I was yeah. like, no, it's all women, but all of the executives in fashion happen to be men as well. Um, and so what are some concrete strategies? Because, you know, a lot of times, how we're perceived is by our communications. And also a lot of times as being women in a male dominated industry, sometimes we get a little frustrated and angry. And sometimes that is 100% understandable, if understandable is a word, but it's probably not gonna get us to where we wanna be. Um, yeah. So can you share based on your expertise, a couple strategies for communication so we can see that next level of impact, especially maybe when we're not being treated fairly or maybe when we're not um, being acknowledged or what have you, how can we make progress kind of despite those things using our communications? Sure, so there's, there's a lot packed into that question, <laughs> but let's try and unpack it. Um, okay, so first I would absolutely encourage folks to you know, it's it's about self, right? Where are you coming from uh, as you're walking in the door, walking into a conference room, walking into a, a conference, what have you. So in other words, let's work on ourselves. Uh, for example, I have been a member of Toastmasters at my company, and I know that's international. So there are national uh, clubs everywhere that folks can really hone in on their effective communications. They're truly their speaking skills, their presentation skills, their meeting skills. So really it's about, what do I need to take care in-house before I'm, you know, concerned about how others are perceiving me or judging me or, or taking in that information. So um, working on your own emailing communication, that's key or working on perfecting your skills with, with PowerPoint or the other applications that we need to present the material. So it's really about how do I get myself better to make sure not that I'm the problem, right? But let's make sure I'm not the problem, right? Yeah, and I just um, want to pause you for a second because that is so important. So in other words, or at least what I'm hearing is step away from blaming, even if it's warranted, even if kind of you're not being treated fairly, you're being overlooked for a promotion, you're not being acknowledged for all of your hard work or what have you, and take a step back and say, what is my place in this and how can I get better? Yes, yes, because I, I absolutely feel like there's such a uh, a learning curve with all the different ways to communicate. And sometimes because very fairly, you may not be perceived accurately, very, you know, evidently uh, where our words are not being heard. And yet there could be some, not that we need to be flawless, of course, but mm -hmm. there could, there's there's room for growth and just making sure that all of our T's are crossed and I's dotted on our end so that when we do come to the table, uh, there's, there's no picking a, a picking apart the little things like we're on point with our, our part that we're bringing to the table. Let's get some work done. 
So that's mm -hmm. first. I would I would just recommend there are a lot of tools out there. LinkedIn has some great tools. You have great mm -hmm. uh, tools. Uh, there are clubs and networks that companies have that people can tap into that I just really feel like folks have misunderstood. Uh, just What's, what's the word I'm looking for? It just it underestimated the, the, the contributions there that that could really be helping folks uh, because our confidence levels are key there. You know, once your skills are, you know, up to par and, and on that next level, your confidence level is, is getting there. Um, and it actually gives you, you know, just like they say with interviewing or with, you know, preparing for your next opportunity, practice actually, practicing in a warm environment um, where you're, you know, talking in meetings or what have you is 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 helpful is is key. Mm -hmm. So that all goes to kind of your self work first mm -hmm. phase. Second phase, as as we are making things happen in the business forum or at different workplaces, uh, I think part of the key is is allies, like you mentioned there. Um, it's a there's a warming the room technique that folks have been doing for years, men have been doing for years that me we may not have been tapping into, uh, and that's again some preparatory work, right? Um, that is having those one-on-one -on -one conversations with folks that you're getting candid feedback about the content that you're really trying to either push forward or get feedback on or what have you. So let me stop there and make sure that that's clear and if there's any questions on that one, but that's a key one is to have that, get that prepping the room, the warming the room is having some of those conversations with folks before you're, you're pushing your agenda forward. Okay, so I want to summarize, like one is take ownership um, and then do the work in a warm environment. So I talk about that a lot. It's kind of like to the, the athlete that before you're going to go run the 400 meters in the Olympics, you show up the day before and run the track, right? right. So the more realistic exactly. you can make it, the better. And then um, if you can extrapolate a little bit on warming the room so that my understanding of it is just talking to some of the key stakeholders and figuring out like getting their input. This is what I'm presenting. This is why I feel strongly about it. You know, do you have any input? Do I need to get short up? Do I need more hard facts or proof or, you know, um, so is that what you mean? Or does it mean getting to know them as well and their perspective and their point of view? Or is it well, both? It's a combination of both because, you know, in that, in those one-on-one -on -one or two-on-one -on -one conversations that you're having in preparation or just, you know, in, in um, just in a long-term position, you are getting to know the stakeholders, key stakeholders and getting to know who you don't, who you haven't met with, right? Who, who are the true influencers of some of the decisions that need to be made and Having them be able to poke holes in that safe environment of a one-on-one -on -one or what have you, um, because then you have great takeaways that you're able to then come, you know, where where that next step is going to be. You've already troubleshooted. You've already considered some of the, you know, weaknesses in your plan or project or what have you or what you're presenting. You're you're getting some of that uh, information so that you're able to to make it more robust and and much stronger to present. So I do think it's a it's a bit of both when you when we talk about prepping and warming the room. Yeah, and I would imagine that although we're talking about corporate communications, you know, within a company, but if you are in a sales role, which a lot of us are, whether we're selling ourselves, our relationship, you know, or a, a service, but I would imagine this would be really important, you know, for that too, is understanding, you know, other people's perspective and warming that room first, either directly with the person or with maybe um, 
other people that can help us kind of warm the room for us with someone else. Yeah, the other key point about that is whether or not you walk away from a one-on-one -on -one saying, yes, they're on my team and yes, they're agreeing with everything, they are still, that's, they are still warm to your information now. So even if they go in and consider the information later, what have you, when you're, you know, later down the road, or now they know what you stand for every time that you are engaging. Now they're familiar with your perspectives and, and actually a great opportunity there, I believe for a lot of women is to vocalize that so that you're now gaining even sponsors down the road as well. Yeah, so I, I, I think on many levels, it's key to have some of those conversations beforehand and we have been fearful or our confidence level has been low on that before we didn't think it was it was the right place for us to do that um some of us just weren't told like i mentioned i'm actually first generation so a lot of the opportunities i guess i'll say uh about communications and and just business etiquette i feel like i had to learn along the way or really gain from great mentors in my world um because that wasn't given <laughs> Yeah, and so ladies probably and gentlemen, you know, if you are thinking that, oh, I've, um, people don't like, I'm a first generation or people don't look like me or I haven't done that before or I'm not, I haven't had role models of people who have done that. You're hearing here from an expert that we need to warm the room. So permission has been granted by Natalie and <laughs> not that you need it. <laughs> But warming the room is so important and keeping in mind that, you know, if you follow me, you know of my obsession with influence and keeping in mind, and I would imagine you would agree, that influence or impact does not always happen in one conversation. But if you can warm the room and be consistent with your message and very clear, then you can have what's called a high goodbye standard, meaning you might not get buy-in. You might not be 100% successful, but you can honor people for listening to your message go back, get reinforcement, get shored up, get yes. some more data, undeniable or inarguable research, and then come back and take another chip away at it. So I think warming the room is super important to this process. So thanks for bringing that up. Thank you. So I, I definitely think one of the next key steps is getting very clear and distinct about the messaging that you're trying to communicate. Uh, so whether that's in PowerPoint form or it is a presentation or it is a conference or, you know, whatever medium that happens to be is very, being very clear about it. I feel like sometimes we are, we bring in all the details and all the information and kind of fire hose that information to folks. You're being too nice. We talk too much. That's what you're trying to say. <laughs> we're being <laughs> verbose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. If we're going to be straight up about it, you're yeah. absolutely right. Um, but not only just language, sometimes in, in the documentation, I think, that we overload because we want to show how much we've done research on this or background or I, you know, I often joke with a lot of uh, folks that I work with or just colleagues or mentees. And I, I have a little saying for, for this particular tool of being very clear and distinct about what you're trying to present. And um, I don't know if this is a, a little risque, but you know how that, you know, people used to wear those bracelets, WWJD. I don't want to be controversial. What would okay. Jesus do? Sometimes I tell my younger. Oh my God, I thought uh, it had um, to do with like 
not having clothes on. That's nothing. Oh, no, no. <laughs> JD, that's mild. Okay, you're good. Okay. <laughs> yes, when, they, when I, I literally tell them sometimes, sometimes it has to be, what would a white man do? What would a man do? <laughs> because sometimes we're, we're, we're trying to stalk ourselves with every possible, you know, avenue or question that might be posed against me. And sometimes let's just keep, keep kiss principle, right? Keep it simple, stupid. Like, let's just keep it simple and be very direct with the messaging that we're trying to communicate. Uh, I, I think that that's definitely key that we need to have that in the back of our minds as we're walking towards mm -hmm. it. Oh my God, I have a new hashtag, WWWD. <laughs> <laughs> I think yes. it's a movement. I sense a movement. <laughs> okay, so let's recap. Um, why don't you recap the three really, really, really important things that you just covered? And I know one was take ownership, and we're going to yes. link that into take ownership and prepare in a safe environment. So in other words, yes. don't take ownership, go to Toastmasters practice or do whatever you need to do, and then throw yourself into the CEO staff meeting. You right. know, like... Like right. prepare, have your subordinates or someone where you feel safe practice there. Yeah, you know. So yes. and take give you ownership, feedback, right? Yeah, Absolutely. take ownership, be vulnerable, prepare. That's kind of all kind of wrapped into one. Um, warm the room. Yeah. So and what my understanding what that means is start talking to those folks before you're in the meeting. Let them poke holes in there. And also, too, that's two-pronged. And ask them what's important to them. What do they think? And um, so you want that, their input on your work, on your perspective. But also you want to get to know their perspective and what's important to them. Absolutely. And bring it down the home stretch with number three. <laughs> and number three is, is about, you know, being bold with it and, and being simple with your message. So be bold to, to bring your message forward and, and bring it all together um, and, and present it as though this should be. <laughs> so bold and brief. Yes. <laughs> yes. Bold Hashtag WWW. <laughs> yes. Okay. Awesome. I, I don't know how much that hashtag's got to go around, but I definitely keep it in mind sometimes. <laughs> okay, awesome. Well, thank you so much. Now, if anyone would like to get a hold of you at State Street or they have questions, um, you know, what LinkedIn. would you like to leave everyone with? Absolutely. LinkedIn is the best way to reach me, Natalie Gautier. Uh, I'm searchable <laughs> at State Street. There's not 500 of you on LinkedIn. I don't believe so. Everyone's been able to find me if you have yeah. those two pieces of information, my name and uh, company. So I think Okay, so Natalie Gautier, State Street, find yes. Natalie on LinkedIn. And you can if you have me. any questions on corporate or really strategic communications in business or um, really how, you know, if they have questions about State Street and, you know, what State Street does, and I'm sure you can refer them and point them in the right direction as well. Absolutely. Okay. Well, thanks so much, Nally. I have learned a ton. I hope this has served everyone that's watching and um, I look forward to learning more from you in the future. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right. Look forward to continuing the conversation.